0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on the eve of a Champions League double header. Alan McGregor will play against Napoli tomorrow as Giovanni Van Bronckhorsten says he will not change his philosophy after two heavy defeats. Celtic are in Warsaw ready to take on Shakhtar Donetsk tomorrow and Stevie Clark names his latest Scotland squad with no Andy Robertson and a return for Ryan Fraser. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight you've got Simon Donnelly and Marvin Bartley. Marvin, what a midweek we've got to look forward to We say that every week But for various reasons We've condensed it into one night Tomorrow's going to be a cracker Most definitely You know first obviously Celtic playing against Shakhtar um, And then Rangers taking on Napoli At 8 o'clock So no it'll be an absolutely Marvellous night of football And I hope for two wins For both teams But you know it Take two draws right now I think Absolutely Simon We'll get into the, the Nitty gritty of both fixtures But we're, we're, I think we're still in that Novelty stage of having Champions League back And at this point it's just Excitement, optimism, yeah, and uh, looking forward to it all. Yeah, I think so. I think uh, mixed feelings with the, the two performances last week. I think Celtic can take a lot from the first half. Uh, I think Rangers will be disappointed with their their complete show. But both teams essentially need to get off the mark this week. They need to get points on the board uh, if they're going to have any aspirations of getting out of the groups. How long have we waited for this? The eve of a Champions League double header. So come on, you've got to have something on your mind out there about whether this player should play or that player should play, how the game will go, how confident you're feeling, maybe you're fearing the worst, whatever it is, share it with us. That is what we're here for. 0141 951 1025. Celtic fans, we will go to Warsaw when we can uh, and hear from Ange Postacoglu, bring you the latest from the Celtic camp. Rangers fans, some very interesting stuff from Giovanni Van Bronckhorst He's pretty relaxed normally But quite passionate today uh, In being adamant that he won't change his philosophy After the two heavy defeats Is that something you're on board with? Is that something uh, that you are not on board with? And in terms of personnel Alan McGregor will play tomorrow John McLaughlin is injured How do you feel about that? And is it time to recall Alfredo Morelos? The Rangers manager said he's making it harder for him uh, to choose who should play up there Is it time And what else would you do with the team Because I know a lot's happened Away from football Over the weekend But of course there was the Celtic defeat Straight into the Ajax defeat Does tomorrow night's Rangers team see A lot of changes As a result of that Or has a few days off perhaps Given uh, those guys the chance to regroup Get in touch And let us know what you think 0141 951 1025 Going to be fascinating Marvin for a number of ways Rangers obviously They're the ones with Real questions to answer Real Serious question marks Over that team Over that manager Over the players The club Over the last week For Celtic Not so much But they still have Zero points in the group And we'll be looking to Build on that Most definitely And as you said you know, Both teams have zero points But they're kind of Both at different ends Of the spectrum in terms of Rangers, you know, we have to be careful when we talk about, you know, Rangers and Celtic both in the Champions League because they're playing against teams who have far superior spending than they have. You know, Ajax last week, they played, I know they lost 4-0, but, you know, they signed their best defender in Bassi, um, you know, for over £20 million in, in the transfer window. But Rangers will need a reaction. And, and Napoli, as we saw against Liverpool last week, are no mugs. You know, it's going to be absolutely massive for the players. He said for the club as well, I think they're going to need the fans 100% because uh, it's a huge, huge game for them. 
and they need a positive result. You know, Alan McGregor coming in goal. He's pulled off big saves before, but you know, tonight, sorry, tomorrow night, I expect him to be extremely busy. Um, and so if he's up to the task in terms of Celtic, you know, they played against Real Madrid. Performance was very, very good. Um, I think if they repeat that performance against Shakhtar, they will take you know three points or get a positive result out of it. But the important thing is that they, you know, they hit those heights again. And if they don't do that tomorrow, you know, Shakhtar are good enough to pick them off. Uh, Simon, you've been well played for Celtic for a long time, followed them for an even longer time. <clears throat> Have you ever seen such a an optimistic response to a three 0 defeat? No, no. But I think uh, I covered the game last week, and I think. It's evident that Celtic are making strides forward. They're progressing as a team. They're getting better. You have to remind yourself who they were playing last week. You know, even if they take one of those chances, Real Madrid, but probably good enough to to go and get a couple of goals and win the game. Having said that, you know, games change on goals, so you, you, you never can tell. But I think the performance and the reaction from the crowd at the end, you know, endorses you know what. Ange's doing at Celtic uh, but ultimately as I said there there's no points on the board so they have to get something from the game tomorrow Shakhtar got a really good result last week I caught when I came home from uh, the show last week Napoli you know taking decent, weren't they? putting <laughs> Liverpool to the sword so it's two difficult games again tomorrow night but we say it time and time again it's where they want to be and you know they have to go and give a good account of themselves but I think for any sort of progress or any hope They have to take points tomorrow Celtic fans like I say will go to Warsaw Very soon we'll hear from Ange Postacoglu We'll get your thoughts Rangers fans where are you? Some big questions for you to answer tonight Giovanni Van Bronckhurst You're about to hear a passionate defence Of his philosophy Is that right of him? Or is it time he did think about changing things? Alan McGregor will play instead of John McLaughlin tomorrow Are you on board with that? Is that a decision you're behind? Albeit it is forced And... Is it time to recall Alfredo Morelos Because he's a couple of weeks uh, Down the line training wise So what do you think Step up to the plate And share your thoughts please 01419511025 Here's what the manager said When asked about changing his philosophy Two weeks ago We qualified for Champions League Everything was fine We are Everyone was praised About the, the team About the staff About the club We're doing well And two days later It looks like we haven't performed In the last couple of years I mean that's the dynamic of football So I'm not changing anything About my philosophy How I want to play Of course there are There's a lot of room For improvement But I think the most uh, Disappointing of the last two games That we didn't perform Disappointment I have The players for sure they have it because we talked about it. That's something that I have to change. And, and, and losing two games against good opponents is, you know, we, you don't play every year against in, in the Champions League. And the level we, we, we're facing now in a couple of months, we have never endured that in the last 12 years. So, of course, it's going to be tough. But I don't understand why we have to put our philosophy on the side. I mean, we can go to Ajax and play with, with 10 defenders and try to keep the zero, but we're not improving as a team like that. I'm sure that the opponent we faced against Ajax was also, for my team, uh, an experience they won't forget. And the big learning point is to, to do it different tomorrow against another quality team. In a very general sense, before we even worry about what he said, Marvin, I think that's about as annoyed as we've heard Giovanni Van Bronker since he came as manager. Yeah, and, you know, obviously listen to what he's saying there, probably... He's right in what he's saying in terms of, you know, that they've lost two games and all of a sudden, you know, people are questioning absolutely everything about them. Um, you know, as a manager or as a coach, you always have kind of your own philosophy. And, and he had a philosophy when he went in front of the Rangers board and got that job. 
You know, so f- for him now, it's not about, as he said, tearing it up. It's about evolving things, and there's no doubt about that. You, you tweak things. As he said, you know, this is the highest level Rangers have played at with, with him being a manager. So he's going to learn from the teams he's playing against. He's going to learn about his own players. But it's not about tearing it all up and starting again. Um, you know, so I understand why he's passionate about him, about it rather. And, and he's completely right to say, I'm, I'm not changing what I'm doing. I'll evolve it, but I'm not changing it completely because it's got us here. And was it the 24th of August that they beat PSV? You know, when they got into the Champions League. So he's totally right in what he's saying. And, you know, I totally agree with it. Uh, come on, Rangers fans. How do you feel hearing that? Is that right? Do you agree with Marvin? Good for the manager to stick to his guns? Or, uh, given the scale of the last two defeats, would you like to see something change? Is it time to recall Alfredo Morelos? And what about Alan McGregor? He will play in the absence of John McLaughlin tomorrow. So there's a lot to get through between now and 8 o'clock. Let's hear from you, please. 0141 951 1025 I suppose Simon though what might be a fair <clears throat> response would be Giovanni van Bronker sits and points out the fact that it was a couple of weeks ago that they beat PSV and everyone was delighted about it then a couple of minutes later says they've not faced any you know they've not been at this level for 12 years which is accurate yeah. because it's the Champions League but are Ajax and PSV not of a similar level yeah, probably they probably are. I mean, they, they two and five and all the, the, the kind of three teams that fight that uh, championship out year after year. Uh, Ajax have maybe had a wee bit more success in Europe and in the Champions League in particular of late. But I can I agree with Marv. You know, he, he's sticking to his guns. Two games, you know, Rangers and Celtic. You're always two games away from a, an absolute crisis if you're not getting the, the right results, and <clears throat> it goes from one extreme to the other. I think he has to, I mean, he can talk about his philosophy and his game plan and his tactics, but if his players, you know, the, the first goal last week was so soft, uh, the third goal, Tavernier lets him go, it's a fantastic finish from the lad, but you have to work and compete, mm. you know, and in the last couple of games, you could probably accuse Rangers of not matching their opponents, so they have to get back to that, now back to the basics. Let's bring in Andy then, who is a Rangers fan. How do you feel about the game tomorrow, Andy? Hi, how are you doing, guys? Can I just say, first of all, rest in peace, Your Majesty, if you don't mind, guys. Of course. You don't mind if I say that. Of course not. Aye, bro. No, see, tomorrow night, I'm just looking for a good performance for a win, lose, or draw. I just want a good, a really good performance. As the boys were kicking on there, saying on there that the last two games have just been nowhere near, near good enough. I mean, honestly, I don't know what happened the last two games, but. Even the Ajax game, you look at that game, I thought they had 13 players in fact sometimes. You know, I mean, they were all over us. And we just couldn't, don't know why we couldn't cope with it. Yeah, I mean, just listening to the Rangers manager then, Andy, saying, you know, he seemed quite annoyed. He was talking about not changing his philosophy. It was only a couple of weeks ago they were getting all this praise. Do you expect big changes tomorrow or expect him to stick to his guns a bit? No, I don't think he'll do too many changes. I think the players, when they do, the players out he's got played in the games. I mean, that's that's a backbone of your team. So, I think he'll start with Kolak. I, I thought even I actually game he might have brought Morelos on for maybe the last fifteen minutes. But hopefully, tomorrow at least game half an hour because we did definitely miss him. I mean, he's a different, totally different set up for Kolak. But we did miss him holding the ball up, and you no, know, he's good at that and giving other players room. That's what I like about Morelos. Marvin, you're in the coaching game. Simon, you've been there as well. Where do you draw the line then between 
you know, sort of sticking to the players that, that you trust and you believe are your best players, but also making them accountable for their bad performances. Remind me, um, I should know off the top of my head, was it one change from the Celtic game to the Ajax game? Yeah. So it is, and then what, no changes again for, for tomorrow or just one? How long do, does the same group of players get the chance to put in those performances? I think, you know, as Gio said before, he believes in his whole squad. And, you know, that's why he didn't add to it when we expected him to do so. So, you know, even if he makes two, three, four changes, that's not a change of philosophy. That's a change of personnel within within the structure of, you know, the way Rangers are going to play. Um, if I'm honest, tomorrow I'd probably expect Davis to come in um, and our field as well. Um, you know, I think, you know, Tillman found it hard to find space against Ajax last week. So it might be, you know, more of a plan to have Davis kind of in there holding and have Lundstrom and Kamara in front of him to feel your way into the game and, you know, maybe start our field wide because he has, you know, the legs and the energy to do so. But, you know, Gio's done those sorts of things before. You know, he's not going to go totally radical and go away from you know, like to a 3-5-2 or a 4-4-2, something totally against the grain. Um, but within that structure, as I said, you know, he can tinker with the personnel and he's done it before. And he's got, you know, three or four players. If they came in and started tomorrow, nobody would raise an, uh, an eyebrow. Would you play Morelos? I wouldn't from the start, no. Um, just because I think it's it's unfair probably on him. You know, he's not started for, for a few weeks now. Obviously, you know, he's had his troubles that he's came back from, um, which is absolutely great. And, you know, Gio said he's chomping at the bit to start. But I think starting him in such a tough game, you know, when you haven't played for three or four weeks, I think it's unfair on the player. And, and as Andy said there, you know, use him as an impact sub tomorrow and then going forward from there, they got Dundee United kind of at the weekend. And if you want to start him in that game, then I think that would make more sense. But I think it's a massive, massive ask to start him tomorrow. Is Alfredo Morelos a hungry Alfredo Morelos? The Alfredo Morelos with a point to prove, is that not sometimes quite a good weapon for Rangers? Yeah, it is. It is, most definitely. Um, and I think if it's a domestic game, then it's slightly different because Rangers are going to dominate the ball. Rangers are going to you know, be the better team. But you know, without being disrespectful, Rangers will be Napoli tomorrow. Napoli go into that as a favourite, especially what they did against Liverpool last week in the Champions League. So, you know, it's kind of horses for course and you have to think about these things. And, and again, you know, he's a player who's coming back and he's trying to get his fitness. What you don't want to do is take his confidence by playing tomorrow if he's 75, 80% fit and not really ready to go into a game of that magnitude. So as I said, you know, I'd start him off the bench, um, but I would definitely be bringing him on at some point. What's your take on that, Simon, in terms of how accountable players need to be in terms of the changes that are made? <clears throat> how long does the same 11 keep gaining the trust or, or keep maintaining, I should say, the trust of the manager? Uh, well, I'm just looking at the team from last week, and I agree with Marv. I think, I think the likes of Arfield and Davis who have been over the course for Rangers, particularly in Europe, uh, I'm quite surprised that Arfield hasn't had a lot more game time recently. You know, he's, he's one of those guys. I feel in that team, when the chips are down, or if they if they need somebody to grab it with the scruff of the neck, he's did that. You know, he did it against Celtic in the in the cup last year. Uh, I'm surprised he hasn't had more game time. Uh, in terms of Morelis, Gio will know himself. He'll know best. He'll know what what stage or where he is with his fitness. Uh, I don't see him starting the game tomorrow Just mm. purely because As Marv touched on their game time He hasn't played a lot What do you think Rangers fans? This is heading in one direction So I always like to get a bit of balance Marvin, Simon, I think even Andy Not expecting Morelos to play tomorrow Are you a bit more uh, adventurous? You fancy throwing him in from the start And trying to make something happen? Pick up the phone please and let us know 01419511025 um, Andy are you worried about the game tomorrow? I mean, you, in terms of two four nil defeats and then seeing what Napoli did to Liverpool, um, no game at the weekend, so we don't really know how Rangers are. We don't know how they've bounced back from Ajax. That 
answer comes tomorrow Is it a fixture that worries you? Oh, well, slightly on on, but normally it wouldn't really bother me as much as I would say cause the last two games. But as I said, it's just uh, we need to, we need to be get back in there a lot more. You know, get like we need to get hundred percent running about, get the ball, keep the ball. I mean, I actually we couldn't keep. I mean, we couldn't keep the ball. I quite agree with the boys are saying about Davis and uh, and <clears throat> what was that boy? Yeah, I because the boys tell me sometimes he he can be a good player, but he, sometimes you know, that last game. He, he tried to dribble on his own half or pass the ball when he shouldn't be passing it. And for me, he doesn't do enough work off the ball. And he, he has better playing inside. But sometimes for me, he doesn't do enough work on off the ball, marking his man and you know, tracking back, things like that. So I, I, I'm a wee bit worried because obviously they beat Liverpool. I mean, that's some result. So it's no all them going for just for the Scottish teams. You know, the British teams are getting a wee bit of doing as well sometimes, you know. Yeah, of course it was a tough night for Liverpool, that's for sure Thank you to Andy Where are you Rangers fans? On Morelos, would you play him? Would you not? How do you feel about the goalkeeping situation changing? And what about those comments? Giovanni <coughs> Van Bronker sounded a little bit annoyed And uh, saying he will not change his philosophy After a couple of heavy defeats Pick up the phone right now and let us know We're still to go to Warsaw Into the Celtic camp as well 0141 951 1025 you are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Marvin Bartley and Simon <laughs> Donnelly are here. What a night we've got in store. We're going to hear from Ange Postacoglu soon, ahead of Shakhtar Donetsk. We've got Rangers Napoli, and you can get in touch on the phones or on Twitter. Now, I must say, I'm detecting a bit of scepticism, a bit of sarcasm even. From you Rangers fans on Twitter You're replying to the clip of Giovanni Van Bronckhorst Saying he won't change his philosophy uh, Scenes says Brilliant I love watching our centre-backs Passing the ball to each other The majority of the game I also love zonal marking Great <laughs> uh, Dripping with sarcasm That one uh, Josh Thompson <coughs> says Well in other words We're getting hammered tomorrow And a draw on Saturday um, And yeah I'm not, see- I'm not seeing too much Too much encouragement uh, on Twitter Maybe the phones are a bit different 01419511025 um, David's a Rangers fan in Paisley How do you feel about everything at the moment David? Well you're not going to get any change from me uh, If you remember right When we lost 2-1 to Celtic at Ibrox I come on this show Calling for the manager's head And you said to me That he's doing well in Europe whatever And I said to you at that point in time That any team, any team can be lucky in a cup competition, in any cup competition. It's just your luck on the night. The team that wins the league is the team that's most consistent, what have you. Now, for me, I would normally say, if it wasn't for the, the last two results, um, I would normally say that Gio had a free pass tomorrow night. But I don't think he's got a free pass tomorrow night. I really do think if we get a hiding tomorrow night, that that must be the end for him. He needs to move aside because the guys are right on Twitter. Gordon, he's too stubborn. He's too stubborn. He's got, he's got this. He's got this sort of Dutch arrogance about him, where they believe they're always right and they don't want to listen to anybody. Now I'm going to pick up. No, just just before we go any further, let's be a little bit careful with those sort of generalisations that were thrown out there. If that's all right with you, David, I think that's fair. Um, to to go back on that, David, 
in a competition where Liverpool have been absolutely hammered by Napoli, you then wouldn't expect Rangers to get anything against Napoli. Is it really fair to say the manager's job hinges on a game against Napoli? Well, what I said to you was if it wasn't for the last two results, I would say he's got a free hat. Mm -hmm. But I think because of the last two results and the last two performances, I think, yes, I think he is on a shaky peg tomorrow but, but, night. What, what does that mean? Right, I, I'm, I'm going to test it with a, an extreme example. Napoli score, 92nd minute, Rangers play quite well, Napoli win 1-0. You're not sacking the manager after that, are you? I've just said to you twice If we get a hiding tomorrow night Right so it's the if nature of the defeat Right okay got you I'm just just trying to Establish where we're going uh, Marvin Is that fair? What they can get the sack If they get No Not not for me If they get a hiding David says No It's not And you know Don't get me wrong Obviously the Celtic result Again is unacceptable But when you're playing in You know the Champions League And, and yes Ajax beat them 4-0 And Rangers weren't at the races But this is the elite Of world football these are, you know, some mm. of the best teams in world football that you're playing against. And Rangers play Napoli tomorrow. You know, I think it's the first time in however many years Rangers have been into the Champions League. And all of a sudden, you know, they're there. The, the, the fans have, have wanted to be there. You know, they've been thriving to, to get there. Gio's got them there. And all of a sudden, the man's going to get sacked. I, I don't know what's expected, you know, from Rangers yeah. or Celtic when they go into these competitions. To, to be fair to David, he agrees with you if tomorrow's game was played in isolation but he's talking about the fact that it's it's the two four nils can, can, can you get away with that happening again tomorrow I think is David's ultimate question you, you can't get away with it because people are going to you know scrutinise the result and, and, and Gio's a perfectionist he'll do the same you know they're managers at these levels because they're perfectionists and they you know, they normally get the, the right results, but if they are to lose 4-0 tomorrow or 5-0 tomorrow to say that the man should lose his job I don't understand what you know who's going to come in? What are they expecting in Europe? You know, as I said, you know Napoli beat Liverpool last week. They blew them away last week. Liverpool have one of the best wingers in the world. You know, arguably the best centre half in the world. You have to remember, kind of, you know, the kind of teams you're playing against and the players you're up against. I just think it's it's totally unfair because last season, if you'd offered Rangers fans to be in the Champions League, absolutely perfect, brilliant, let's get there. And now all of a sudden, the man should lose his job after you know losing a couple of games. David. Nah, you, you're, you're totally twisting what I'm saying, Marvin. You're totally twisting again. Now, you're saying to me this is the elite. Yes, it is the elite. But if you're going to tell me that Ajax are on a far superior, superior level to PSV, I'm sorry, but I'll totally disagree with that. Totally disagree with that. The performance from Rangers last week in the Amsterdam Arena was shambolic. Now, I watch your manager... Right, I was, after the two-one defeat to Celtic, I came on and I think I was actually—it was me that opened opened my eyes to the puzzle when I said how much of a point swing that it went from the January window to losing to Celtic at Ibrox. Then, then, and only after then did Gio ditch his tactics and reverted back to the tactics that the players were comfortable under Steven Gerrard. And then, and only then, did we start to look like a half-decent team again. The semi-final against Celtic, we pressed them high. We got our wingers coming off the wings, cutting inside all the time. But what's happened since, is since the start of the season, Gio's reverted back to the tactics that he tried to implement in January. And that is having a big, big impact on our performances because the players aren't comfortable with that system. We're not allowing my full-backs to get up the park quick enough. But we're, we're, we're basically, you know, I looked at, I looked at the, the, the Celtic game, you know, and twice Kent cut inside. 
to allow Barisic to get forward. In normal circumstances, Barisic and Tav would be up and down their wings like nobody's business. I actually pointed it out to a guy at Ibrox a couple of weeks ago and he went, you're right. There was one incident, one incident against Ross County where Barisic actually tried to go forward and the guys, both Giovanni Van Bronckhurst and Mackay came out the dugout and actually stopped him from attacking down the wing. Stopped him. And I'm like, this, this, this system for us just doesn't work. You know, he's got a guy, and everybody will laugh if they're listening to me because they know I go on about this guy constantly. He's got a guy in John Lundstrom. John Lundstrom, when we signed, when we signed him for Sheffield United, was an attacking midfielder. And Van Bronckhurst is trying to play him as a defensive midfielder. And honestly, he's the most slowest, but cumbersome, ineffective guy in that position. And it's unfair David, just, the just guy to, Sorry to interrupt you, just on a couple of points. I, I don't get... John Lundstrom, for one, wasn't an attacking midfielder at, at Sheffield United. I actually played with John Lundstrom in, in England. And I can tell you, he wasn't at times he was playing, you know, within within the back three. Um but well, this, I've never seen that. I've never seen him play there. I don't no, know when he came to Rangers. Okay, no, never, yeah. It, okay. Every time I watched him with Sheffield, he was always actually at the edge of the box, pinging, pinging shots at the opposition. David, did you catch the bit where Marvin says he played with him? Right, mate. That's that's really fair enough. I've never seen I've never seen him do that. Every time I've watched him, he was an attacking midfielder. Yeah, okay, okay that, that's fine. I just, I just think it's, it's harsh, you know, because some of the points you make, I agree with, but some I definitely disagree with. You know, for, you know, the, some of the ones you're saying about Geo and changing the style and the philosophy, and he only really reverted back. So, it's, you know, during the run of last season, you get into you know the Europa League final. You know, they, they were his tactics. This is the yeah, same manager. Remember, David said that was you can luck your way to. Uh, European final <laughs> no you can't luck your way to a European final I, I strongly disagree with that and also you know when Gerard was there people were saying that everyone had worked him out in his tactics but all of a sudden David do you think Stephen Gerrard if he was the Rangers manager he would have beat Ajax last week I'm not saying we'd have beat Ajax but I'll tell you what we would have done we'd have had a go we'd have had a go because every time Gerrard went away from home in Europe he had a go we he didn't Ajax play in the Champions good. League that's, listen it's, are you telling me are you actually trying to tell me that Ajax are on a different level to PSV. Is that what you're trying to tell me? No, about? I'm not. So that, but what I'm saying to you is you have to give credit to, to Gio and, and the boys and you know everyone else for beating PSV. And don't get me wrong, if you don't turn up in Champions League when you're playing against the elite, you see what happens. You know, one couple of weeks ago, you beat PSV 1-0, but then you've lost 4-0 to Ajax. And this is what happens at the top. As you said, Rangers didn't perform nearly at the level that they can. But that doesn't make them bad players overnight. It doesn't make the manager a bad manager overnight. Because when they beat PSV to qualify for the Champions League, there wasn't people calling up and saying, calling for the manager's head. And don't get me wrong, I totally agree with you. Last week's performance was unacceptable. You know, it was definitely unacceptable. But this is what happens at the top. You know, it's not domestic football. It's not coming you know, to Livingston or Motherwell and not turning up and winning, you know, 2-1 or 3-1, whatever it might be. When you're playing against the elite, they will punish you for not turning up to those games. Marv, Marv do you think the hangover of the Celtic game and the manner that you beat at the weekend because we're talking about was there one change did you say Gordon? Because yeah, the, yeah, the two so. games I don't, I, I don't think Rangers competed last mm-hmm. week you can talk about tactics and yeah. zonal system I don't think they competed and is that a knock on effect from the weekend? I believe so I think that it was a tough, a tough week there and I, can, yeah. I, I get what David's saying because Obviously the games get cancelled at the weekend. It was going to be a tough game at Petodre for Rangers on the back of those two heavy defeats. With this Napoli game around the corner, 
We watched Napoli destroy Liverpool last week. I think the pressure is on if they if they take another heavy defeat. It's the nature of it. Yeah, most definitely. No, I agree with what you're saying that there is going to be pressure on. There's always pressure when you play for Rangers or Celtic. There's no no doubt about it. But you know, to say that they lost to Ajax, you know, a team in the Champions League, and, and then Celtic blew them away. No doubt about it. They would have been fragile going into the Ajax game. The same things happened. You know, like you said. But I don't think Rangers worked hard enough in that game. No. Like you said, it's not about tactics. It's about players going out there. Yeah. And as Gordon said earlier on the show, being accountable for what happens out on that football pitch. And I don't think they did that last week, so they have to do that tomorrow. But they could do that tomorrow. Rangers turn up and perform the best that they possibly can, and Napoli do the same. Napoli win the game, yeah. and that's that's the nature of the beast. You know, that's that's the game they're going into. That's what happens when you play against the elite. David, I, I, th- I think David wants uh, Rangers to give a, an account of themselves, though. That's it's the nature of last I week. I mean, I have seen they that theory. Like, it, look, I don't know much what point there is in it or, or what the comparison proves. I've seen that on social media. Not so much that Steven Gerrard would have beat Ajax. But that he wouldn't have lost 4 0. I don't know. Come on. I don't, I don't know. Um, uh, David, you and Marvin, same time next week, fancy it, round two. <laughs> well, do you know something, Gordon? I'll just say this in finishing. Right. Would it really surprise me if Rangers got a result tomorrow night? Absolutely not. But would, the, would it surprise me if we also got another hiding? Absolutely not. That's where we are with Rangers at the moment. We just don't know what Rangers team is going to turn up on the park. And well, that's what's really, really frustrating. We'll find out tomorrow. Thank you, David. Marvin's new pal, Cheers, David. Paisley. George is a Rangers <laughs> fan. <laughs> Follow that, George. Well, I'm um, like, you know, when the Rangers boys need to get a wee bit more positive here because tomorrow night we're going to win. Uh, putting Morelos and McGregor back on the park, fantastic. Giovanni Van Bronckhurst took us to a European final, won the Scottish Cup, was so close to winning the league, had a difficult job to, to follow with, with Gerard. Let's be a bit more optimistic here, guys. Napoli scraped through at the weekend against bottom of the league, a last-minute winner. So come on, when the, when the chips are down, the fans are there tomorrow night, it's going to be fantastic. Rangers are going to win. Listen I love Endy's conference There's no problem with that And you might even be right George And you can say I told you so But I am keen to find out where your confidence comes from Because whether Napoli scraped by or not Look at what they did to Liverpool last week Look at what happened to Rangers last week And then at the weekend Where does the confidence come from Rather than Apart from that sort of blind loyalty and optimism That fans show to their team sometimes uh, there's been some funny results, you know, nine nils down in England, nine nils in Europe. Some strange results so far. Uh, you know, Rangers aren't a bad team and Van Bronckhorst not a bad manager. Uh, we need to give the guys some credit and give them some time. And we should really be a bit more optimistic. And the guys that are coming on and phoning and been doom and gloom aren't helping the situation at all. This is Rangers. We're, we're unique to be in the Champions League. In the elite, as you, the pundits have said, we're playing with the elite. And, you know, enjoy dining at the table. Yes, you're going to get beat, but yes, you're going to have a, a fantastic journey. So let's enjoy it. It's hard to enjoy it. If it's like last week, you can't enjoy it, Marvin. I mean, that's the point. And to make... I'm not saying I'm agreeing with David here. My goodness, I'm not sure I would, I would go that far. However, it's, this isn't just about Napoli or just about Ajax. As Simon says, there was the small matter of a trip to Celtic Park. Um, I'm not starting a big debate about how good Celtic are compared to Ajax We'll maybe leave that for another night But that happened It's, it's not yeah. just like, oh well, this is the top table Let's let's enjoy it, we're dining out there This situation started with a 4-0 defeat That could have been worse against your City rivals So I'm all for any fan being optimism 
uh, being optimistic, sorry. But Rangers need to find vast improvement tomorrow, do they not? They do. And that's because, you know, they're playing against Napoli. If they don't improve, they will punish them. That That's what they need to do. Listen, the Celtic game, totally understand it. Domestically, you should never lose 4-0 to your closest rivals. Should never, ever happen. Nobody's saying that's acceptable. What I am saying is that you can go into Europe in the Champions League and you can lose 4-0. What did Liverpool lose? 4-1 to... To Napoli yeah, last week, one. it can it can happen. This this is football, mm. as I keep saying. You're playing with the best players against the best mm. players, rather against the best teams. As George said, there you're you're at the table. Yeah, yeah enjoy com- dining with them. Is it not because it's combined with the Celtic yeah. game? Yeah, as we of, say, of, you know, co- of course it is. But you have to look at it in isolation. This is football. Do you, though? You, you do because you can't say, oh, well, we lost to Celtic, then we have to go and beat Ajax. We have to go no, and beat Napoli. No, on the I, back get, of I that. get that. But if it comes off the back of the Celtic game, you can understand why some people would fear that that's where Rangers are rather than they've just been the victim of one of those tough nights in Europe. Yeah, but as I said, that, that's football, isn't it? So, for example, if you know Rangers would have beaten Celtic but then lost 4-0 to Ajax, lost 4-0 mm-hmm. to Napoli, people would have still been upset about it. You know, that's, that's the way it, it is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as I keep saying, you know, it wasn't acceptable last week. The Ajax result wasn't acceptable for me. And as me and Simon have said, it wasn't tactically. I don't think the Rangers players, you know, ran about. I don't think they put their bodies on the line. I don't think they gave nearly enough for the club and for the manager. Going into tomorrow's game, for people to say it's a must-win or you know if they lose 2 or 3-0, the manager should be sacked, I totally disagree with. Don't get me wrong, if we're five games down the line and Rangers still haven't won or they, you know, they've been beaten mm-hmm. domestically by Dundee United at the weekend, you know, that, that changes mm-hmm. it all. But I don't think you can say we're in the Champions League, we deserve to be beating these teams because it, it, it doesn't happen. Uh, great support for the manager and the players from George and Guruk. What about Nadim and Livingston? Hi, how you doing, Gordon? You OK? Yeah, good, thanks. Um, yeah, I suppose now I've got more of a mixed view. Um, I, I, I was quite annoyed. At, uh, I've got a lot of time for Marvin, but he's annoyed me about that, so I have phoned up. I'm not The point I was going to make was uh, a couple of points. My first point to Marvin was, uh, I mean, listen, I, I, I totally appreciate you, you backing up Gio, um, be, being, a, you know, being a manager yourself, an assistant manager yourself, so I understand why you would do that. But I think you've got to look at the bigger picture here, Marvin. You know, when, when, when he took over we took over um, Rangers back last season. We were six points clear of Celtic, and we finished what was it four or five points short of them. You know, so that's that, that's a, a big point turnaround. Now, yeah, we got to a, a UEFA, uh, sorry, uh, a Europa League Cup final, and that was a that was a fantastic achievement. You know, brilliant. But what that did was mask some of the issues that we had in the league. You know, we had some really really poor performances to go from being six points clear. And then losing, and that was at a time when Celtic were transitioning. You know, they they didn't they, no, they had nowhere near the, the depth of of, of squad that, that that we had at the time. You know, so they went from from being behind us, winning the league, and now overtaking us in terms of their squad. So you can't sit there, Marvin, and say you shouldn't get rid of the manager after two or three games because it's not been two or three games. This has been going since last season. The poor performance that we've had then, like I said there, and and, and I get you know we got the Cup final, but all that did was mask some of the issues that that, that we had in in a domestic form. Right, we're a bit short on time, Nadim. Just quickly, if you don't mind me coming back, what what needs to happen tomorrow then? What the big calls, for instance, does this team need serious changes? There was only one change from the Celtic game to the Ajax game. Morelos is apparently fitter. He's making the decision harder. What do you do with him? What what needs what needs to change tomorrow? Um, I, I mean, personnel wise, yeah, I think although Chulak's been been good, I would definitely start with Morelos because you need to to win the game, and he's a lot more of a hands to up front than than Cholak is. Um, so in terms of personnel, I, I maybe wouldn't change it that much. And, and it, the, for me, the Ajax game wasn't about personnel, and that's what I agree with Marvin on. 
is the fact that it was it was down to absolute desire and and commitment and getting the boys up to play, and that to me is down to to the manager to get them geared up. Is it though? Is it? I mean, w- at what point the professional footballers with lots of experience and lots of money in the bank, whether that's relevant or not, is for another day, uh, get to blame other people for them not being willing to run? Well, it's it's, it's not about blaming other people. It's about the manager being able to get them to get them geared up enough. To, to go out and, and, and play it's simple things like not even being able to you know p- pass the ball five yards not even that but things like you know having the fight to fight for for, for the club that you're, that you're playing for that's down to the manager and that's down to the fact that he's made some, some questionable calls I'm not saying get rid of the manager I'm not saying that at all I'm just saying that he's, he's got a lot to answer for and if we, if we do lose tomorrow night then then absolutely his, his, his position will be called into question and quite rightly so Oh it's lively in here tonight 01419511025 Celtic fans I know the way this rivalry works you might be enjoying some of this but we'll turn our attentions we're going to go to Warsaw we're going to get the inside track on what's happening in the Celtic camp next 01419511025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Simon Donnelly and Marvin Bartley are here I think they need did that just a couple of minutes quiet time <laughs> they asked me just to switch off the lights just stop, sitting, stop annoying folk yeah, yeah I enjoyed it, I enjoyed and, it. Uh, regain their composure it's 01419511025 right, I, I hate doing this I hate breaking my promises we are going to hear from Ange Postacoglu but hopefully you appreciate the difficulties he's in Warsaw we're out there we're, we're getting the thoughts of him waiting on the press all to finish turning it round and, and giving it to you so we will do it Celtic fans I promise we'll do it soon uh, as soon as we possibly can I would have loved to have done it before now In fact I asked UEFA to schedule Celtic's press conference For 3 o'clock today And they weren't having it Surprisingly enough So uh, good time to get your calls in though Celtic fans How are you feeling about tomorrow? It was a strange scenario last week A 3-0 defeat But lots of optimism After it 0141 What are you thinking ahead of tomorrow? Call us right now please Celtic fans uh, Craig is a Rangers fan in Paisley. Are you on to give Marvin a hard time, Craig? <laughs> a wee bit, to be honest. Good evening, panel. How are you doing? He's Good evening, right. um, So the, the thing is, I think what people seem to forget is this is the top flight of football that you're dealing with, right? And two bad, two bad results for Rangers doesn't mean sack the manager, right? That's no, no where it needs to go. I don't think Morelli should be on first. I think he should get a shot at this game. But I don't think his fitness is up at 100%, which it should be and has been in previous previous games. Um, I just don't understand why it goes from, yeah, we get beat off a Celtic. Nobody likes getting beat off a Celtic, right? Let's be honest. Nobody likes going out and getting an absolute spanking off at Ajax. But in the grand scheme of things, one, maybe two players for Ajax plays for near enough our whole squad. I just don't understand why people are, are shouting for the manager who has got us to where we are, right, for the second time in God knows how many years to then go, you've had two bad results, it's time for you to go up the road. Like, I just don't understand that. Like, I, I don't get it at all. What gives you confidence that it can change, though, Craig? That would be the, cause that's the most important thing now, isn't it? Well, the, the thing is, the thing is, the, 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 the tactics that he's used up until this point, has got us to where we are and I, and I get it he's a very big stubborn person and that's cool like people are allowed to be stubborn that's alright um, and and I don't think he's got a, a bad way of managing the, managing the club but I don't think he's a million miles away from the way previous managers have got us to the same kind of kind of place I'm not one to mention individual managers because you get jumped on when you start picking out individual managers but I've been 
a Rangers fan my whole life, my, my whole family, 30 odd years, right? I've watched Rangers games, I've watched this be right down at, at the bottom and, and work our way back up. And we're, I think we're in quite a good place, to be honest. It was a, it was a couple of bad games, granted, right? We weren't there, we weren't playing the way Rangers fans as a whole would want it, because we wanted to go to Celtic and, and smash them and then go to Ajax and smash them as well. That would be ideal, but. You need to be real as well. Do you know what I mean? You need to understand that these guys are are in top flight football. Year in, year out, year in, year out. We'll know. Yeah, I mean, you said you wouldn't play Morelos, Craig. Um, the manager said he's in a good place mentally and physically, training well, have had good conversations. He's in a far better place and makes it difficult for me to decide on my starting team. What? What type of changes need to be made tomorrow then? What what needs to be different? And I, I know you've said you've got faith in the manager, which is great, that's fine. And but where's the improvement coming from tomorrow? There's a couple of there's a couple of changes to to, to start and line up, I would say, to be honest. I don't I, I personally don't think Morelis is, is is fit enough to be there after this break that he's had to be there for the start of the game. I I I, I think you end up overfaced for want of a better term and then it will no call the confidence right back out of him again that he's just got back right so I, I would like to see him play because I love the way Morelis plays and I'd like to see him play for us and he's, and he's good at, he's good on the ball he's good at what he does um, I, I, I've no bringing Alan McGregor back into the goals I've, I've always been a big fan of Alan McGregor that's just I think I've grew up with him to be honest um, but there's just there's, there's many I'm not a football manager. I'm a football supporter, right? And and, and I'm a and and I couldn't sit here with, with you guys in in the, in the panel there that I've, I've got far more football knowledge than I've got, right? <laughs> and, and and pick out exactly what needs to be done because I've always thought, well, you don't get a job as a manager unless you've got some sort of idea of what you what needs to be done, right? If I, if I could be a Rangers manager, I would have been. I wouldn't be fitting blind for a living. That wouldn't be my job. Um, it's his job He's been brung in he, He's done really well Like People were singing his praises Three weeks ago Three weeks ago People were giving it Oh he's amazing It's good to have him here it, Maybe not the best But I like the way he's doing stuff And then Two weeks later Two bad results And and it's You want to, you want him to hang his jacket up And go up the road Yeah A bit more of a positive outlook From Craig I suppose For you guys in here the cons- If there is a concern Amongst the Rangers fans who Who are they now Hanging their hat on a couple of months ago. It's John Lundstrom. What's the song they sing? He's the he's the, he's the best on earth, the greatest on earth, something along those lines. All of a sudden, we've got fans on saying, "Don't fancy him. Don't think he should be playing." James Tavernier's been out of sorts, and then he gets taken off, and he's been injured. There's now going to be a change in goal. Is Alfredo Morelos fit enough to play? Ryan Kent is he is he being productive enough? Is he is he is he providing the numbers that people always talk about? Tillman, who looked very good in some domestic games, is, is he? Physically capable at taking the bigger games by the scruff of the neck. So, what what is the cause for optimism amongst some of the Rangers fans at the moment? That's the impression I'm getting from them. I'm wondering think, where it comes from. Football fans, you've you've always got to be optimistic. Your team are at home against Napoli in the Champions League tomorrow. You have to have some sort of optimism. But I think I don't know what the answers are. I think Arfield Davis have written down here. I would bring them back in. Experience. Uh, experience of last year's European campaign 
I'm looking at the recruitment this year. Tillman, yeah, he scored one of the earlier European games. Matondo hasn't done a lot. I would, I, I would opt for the the experienced players tomorrow. Uh, Kent has to step up. You talk about his numbers there, Gordon. He has to step up and be positive. They have to go and have a go tomorrow against mm-hmm. Napoli and and work hard and compete. I mean, these are the fundamentals yep. which have been missing from the last two games. Don't get and me, that's where the pressure mounts. Don't get me wrong, Marvin. I don't necessarily expect a conversation where you can go back in and ask names and the manager names them. But I think Giovanni Van Bronker said something along the lines of six or seven, did he say? Four, f- he basically suggested that it was about half the team that weren't at it last week. I feel like most Rangers fans that phone this show think it was a lot more than that. It'd be interesting to know which half of the team he felt got past marks. Yeah, most definitely. Um, like you said, you know, every fan calling in thought it was was the whole team, um, and rightly so. You lost the game four 0 but you know, as uh, Craig said, there, Gio is a manager for a reason. Um, he's where he is for a reason, and if he thought something had past marks, then that's down to him. But as he said, you know, five or six, or whatever, six or seven of them kind of didn't hit those heights and that's a problem for me um, and as we've said already it's not a tactical problem I felt it was an effort problem um, and when you're not going out there and giving 100% effort and someone sp- uh, spoke earlier about you know geeing the players up if you have to be playing in the Champions League and you're relying on the manager to get you ready to play in, the, yep. in that game there's a massive problem you problems yourself yeah yep. Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Right, the main event is back. Producer Callum's just buzzed in my ear. He says there are hard questions tonight. Don't Ooh. know what's up with him. He's obviously, George has called back. He's obviously <laughs> had a, a tough day. Uh, so let's see what these two are capable of on Beat the Pundit. Can you put them in their place? Please do. 0141 951 1025. And your calls must be in before 7 o'clock. And as soon as Beat the Pundit's done, we will go and speak to Gabriel in Warsaw and hear from Ange Postacoglu as well. Simon Donnelly and Marvin Bartley are here It's 01419511025 on the phones Or it's at Clyde SSB on Twitter Get in touch, let us know what is on your mind uh, Celtic fans, we are about to go to Warsaw We're going to hear from Gabriel And then we'll bring you the thoughts of one of your favourite people Ange Postacoglu So get in touch and we'll do this first Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Right, let's do it. We've got Jim lined up in Castle Milk. How's it going, Jim? I know bad news yourself. Yeah, good. Thank you for asking. Have you played before? Uh, no. Good. I like that. You know that Marvin Bartley takes this quite seriously, Jim. I don't know if you've heard. I know. I good. That's it. I like. I like Jim's style. He's laid back. Yeah, You're seems not confident. He's come in with the training gear on tonight, Marvin as well. <laughs> he's, seen, he's seen his behaviour on social media over the last couple of days. You noticed that. I was very impressed with his, his double shuffle against one of the young kids at Livingston. Who, who was the Livingston kid? Uh, Steph Amiyonga. Left him in his week. So, for anyone who's not on Instagram and hasn't seen this, Marvin Bartley, his assistant manager of Livingston, feels it's appropriate to take a video of training of him scoring a goal, basically, in training, and then put it on his social media, brag about it, celebrate it. I saw you running around the pitch, arms outstretched. I'm a free agent. If anyone wants to sign me <laughs> outside the window. Is it the same celebration if you if you win on Beat the Pundit tonight? No, I'm just getting used to winning now. Beat oh, the Pundit, you so still got 100% cool. record this season. Correct. Okay, we'll see how it goes. Heads at Simon, tails at Marvin. Oh, I've dropped the coin oh, under wow. pressure. Look at this coin, man. When I'm under the table. You've got to flick that again, though, haven't you? Yeah, I probably have to be fair. Keep it right. <laughs> it's tails again. It was tails a minute ago. Good. Right, Marvin against Jim in Castle Milk. So Good we'll luck, give Jim. Marvin some clay right. too. 
Uh, And we'll shut that up Give him some music in his ear Jim So that he can't hear us I'll put 30 seconds on the clock Just answer as many as you can And pass if you don't know okay Good man your time starts now Who currently wears the number one jersey for Rangers Alan McGregor Which former Celtic player now plays for Shakhtar Donetsk Who's the only player in today's Scotland squad Who plays out with the UK Aye. Which English Premiership club does Mark Warburton currently work with? He's part of Rangers. Which Scottish Premiership side have conceded the most league goals this season with nine, uh, 18? Ross County. Which Hearts manager took charge of their European group stage games in 2004? Aye. Okay, let's bring back Marvin. Can you hear us? Yeah, that was a long 30 seconds. You're going to need to be bang at it tonight. Really? Yep. Wow, Six at least that. Ready? No chance Same set of questions shall we? I'll get a minute as Your well time starts now <laughs> Who currently wears number one for Rangers? McGregor Which former Celtic player now plays for Shakhtar Donetsk? Oh I'll pass on those names Who's the only player in today's Scotland squad who plays out with the UK? Jack Hinton Oh Jack Hinton yeah Which English Premiership club does Mark Warburton currently work with? West Ham which Scottish Premiership side have conceded the most league goals this season with 18? Dundee United. And which Hearts manager took charge of their European group stage games in 2004? No idea. Jim, how do you think it went? Pure disaster. <laughs> <laughs> Jim, did you lose? <laughs> A pure disaster. Jim, I like you. See if he beats me. Oh my God. <laughs> Come on, Jim. We're pals. I think he might, Jim. To be honest, don't make no spoilers in here. But Alan McGregor wears number one. You got that right, Jim. I'm not sure about the rest. Uh, it's Marion Schved plays for Shakhtar Donetsk, former Celtic player. Yeah, forgot about him. Um, I mean, he's only been all over the papers and stuff in the last couple of days. People talking about the fact that forget that uh, the only player in today's Scotland squad who plays out with the UK, Jack Hendrick. No, uh, um, yeah, yeah, Take Jack your first Hendry. answer. Cheers, pal. It was Jack Hendrick. Two one. I know. I was trying to think of a way to take that off him. Couldn't. I could. Did Jim get it? Wait for that, wasn't it? <laughs> who did you say, Jim? I didn't say nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I like you. Jim, Jim had more passes than Real Madrid last week. Um, the, I felt for you, Jim. He used to, well, to, up to a point because he used to be at QPR, but they're not in the English Premiership anyway. It is now West Ham. Martin I'm on Warburton. fire. Uh, he's, he's pulling away from you, Jim. And it was easy way to remember this, Jim, because you're a Celtic fan, yeah? Yeah. So your team put nine past Dundee United, didn't they, in one game? So there's a good chance that it was going to be Dundee United with the most goals conceded, not Ross County. Oh, Jim, nearly. Four. Did I know Dundee United? Oh, you can have Dundee United, 4 2. You said Ross County, I'm afraid. 4 1 to Marvin, Jim. Hard lines. Hey, Thanks a lot, lads. Top man, Jim. Who was the manager of Hearts? Oh, John Robertson. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. so there we go. Happy with that? That was yeah. a doing. Routine. That was a doing. Yeah, easy. 100% record still is that. It's like Napoli-Liverpool last week. Yeah, to be fair, Jim, he was confident at the start, but you know, some, sometimes we're just too good. Somebody, if I turn up... My priority for this season now is to see a defeat for Marvin Bartley. Don't care about anything else. Everything else is out the window. How many, how many has he played? But four maybe three Yeah four, this right? is the This is the elite though This is Champions no. League You lost didn't you In the Conference League I've won three in the bounce now Have you I'm coming back I like it
I like mm-hmm. he's on his way back up Cowdenbeath well done pal <laughs> <laughs> a defeat please for this oh, arrogant man <laughs> uh, before long if we can beat the pundit back tomorrow night with Gordon DL or Mark Wilson so that'll be good fun uh, right Celtic fans how do you feel about tomorrow so much confidence about the performance last week the result didn't go to plan can you now go and get the points against Shakhtar Donetsk any Thoughts on the, on the team Anything that needs tweaked Get your calls in please 01419511025 Gabriel is in Warsaw Looking ahead to the game Gabriel what's been happening? Yeah, good evening Gordon From the Polish capital I've just spoken to Celtic manager Ange Postacoglu And defender Maritz Jens Ahead of tomorrow's Champions League clash Here at the Municipal Stadium Of Legia Warsaw Now sitting 3-0 scoreline Against Real Madrid last week Should not take away From their impressive First hour performance The Postacoglu said After that match He's determined to improve And speaking to him there He's confident his side Can do that tomorrow It's been a surreal few days Across the country With no football at all After the death of Queen Elizabeth Elizabeth II. There will be minute silences in the European Games back home, but it's still unclear if there will be a moment of silence here in Poland. There's also a surreal situation from Shakhtar's side of things, of course. The game is taking place in Poland instead of neighbouring Ukraine, where Shakhtar come from. Now, incidentally, all of their group games will be played here at Legia Stadium due to the ongoing war in Ukraine. And although Shakhtar have been playing home matches away from the Donbass region, which is where they come from, for nearly eight years due to the ongoing conflict, most of them, uh, most of those matches have been in, in Kiev or Lviv. So this is actually the first time that they will play here in neighbouring Poland. Celtic have played here more recently, back in July. Uh, here's what Postacoglu had to say when he was asked about both topics. I've travelled around the world. I've learned to respect people's cultures and abide by whatever obligations I have personally, whatever the club has, and uh, that's what we'll be doing tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand that the, the context of the question, but ultimately it's a, it's a Champions League football match and uh, our responsibility and you know, every club's responsibility is to represent uh, ourselves and, and the people we represent in the best possible manner and, uh, and make sure we're prepared for, um, for what's going to be uh, hopefully a really good football match. I'm really fascinated by what's happening with Shakhtar Donetsk on the pitch, Gabriel. Last night we had our Ukrainian football expert on talking about how everyone, fans out with, always look at Brazilians. We always get great Brazilian players. I think they lost 15 of them uh, in the summer. One remains. They aren't playing at home, as you quite rightly say, but they've had major upheaval in the squad. And then they go and beat Leipzig convincingly last week there's Marin Fed in there as we just heard on Beat the Pundit he's scoring goals what's being said about you know their form and the way they're going about things at the moment yeah, well, they're in great form, Gordon. As you say, uh, the manager came in in the summer, Igor Jovicevic, just been speaking to him. He's only been in charge for five games. He's still unbeaten. They've won four in a row. Uh, they're just off the top of the pace in the Ukrainian league. But that brilliant 4-1 win over RB Leipzig last week can't be ignored. It was such a good win that the uh, Leipzig manager, Dominic Tedesco, lost his job uh, but there, there was plenty of things that Jovicevic was talking about well first of all he wanted to thank Ligia for their facilities he said he'll be expecting a full house here to the brim is what he said this stadium will be tomorrow uh, the exact composition of that we're not too sure whether there'll be a lot of uh, Polish nationals here there are over 2 million Ukrainians that have been displaced since the war and of course Shakhtar fans as well as 3,000 travelling Celtic fans but uh, Jovicevic praised Celtic as a good combination team he said they 
are aggressive and dynamic. He said it will be a very challenging match, but that his team are aiming to repeat the victory mentality they showed against Leipzig. And he's confident they can do that. And an interesting point as well is that he, he said they're not concerned about having the ball. He pointed to the Leipzig game when they had 30-something percent possession. And he said that it's about what you do when you have the ball. So it seems that Celtic are likely to have a lot of possession tomorrow. I asked Moritz Jens about that. He said he expects the Ukraine to sit deep and try and hit them on the counter. That could suit Celtic, who we know will not budge from their style. The team are nearly at full strength with Kyogo Furuhashi available to start. And Postacoglu remains confident his side can pick up three points with their attacking brand of football. Uh, in terms of fitness, uh, Carl Starfelt misses out, so he'll be out for a couple of weeks, and uh, James McCarthy wasn't well today, so he didn't travel, everyone else is okay. Um, and in terms of the game, look, it's it's every game, you know, the Champions League game, we know it's going to be tough. Every opposition will give us different challenges, and uh, whatever it is out there tomorrow, we've, we've got to be ready to face them. I said before, in terms of what the challenges are tomorrow, whatever their coach says, whatever I say, we'll see what the game, how the game unfolds. We'll be ready for whatever happens. And uh, in terms of confidence, my confidence is the same as it was last week. It's seven days on, so we've got to go out there tomorrow, try and play our football, and uh, and win at a level that uh, we know is, uh, is is always going to be challenging. Simon, so much praise for the performance. Obviously, not the result last week. Is this where football you know, can be quite a, a, a not a confusing place? But presumably, Ange Postecoglou would sacrifice a good performance tomorrow if it meant getting a result. <clears throat> yeah, I think he would. Uh, I listened to his post-match comments after Real Madrid, and there was there was disappointment there that they hadn't taken anything for that game. He, he wants the team to keep progressing. He wants them to get to a level where. They're getting points in this Champions League and you know, I'm I'm excited for the game tomorrow. I think if I think Marv touched on it earlier, I think if Celtic can reach the heights of that first forty five last week against Madrid, uh, there's a result there for them. And you know, they've showed that they can go away last year and score goals. The problem was showing up at the back. I think that's improved for them over the year. But it's a it's a big game. It's a big game and you're looking at that group and it was drawn out and you thought maybe Shakhtar were the, the kind of weaker out of the, the three. But what a result they got last week. So Celtic will have to be at the top of their game. I've touched on it right throughout the show. This level at the Champions League, you have to have, never mind five, six, you need to have nine or ten of the players really at it. And as I say, I'm excited for it because I think there's a result there for Celtic tomorrow. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, you know, just listening to Ange there and, you know, on the show we're talking about philosophies, etc. And he's a manager who, who said, you know, this is the way I play and I will evolve it because that's what happens in football, but we'll also perfect it. And I think their performance against Real Madrid, although he said afterwards, you know, we've got no points, mate. Uh, so what does it really mean? I think everyone outside looking in and watching that game, you know, whether you support Celtic or not, you could be, as a Scotsman, you'd be proud of that kind of performance. I think tomorrow, I agree with Simon, I think if they can turn up and hit those heights again, you know, and, and create what they did in the final third against Real Madrid against Shakhtar tomorrow and just take a couple of those chances, they'll win the game. And I think that's the biggest difference between them and Rangers of last week. You know, Celtic created chances, hit the post for McGregor, should have probably scored two more uh, wasteful chances against Real Madrid, the team who won it last season. If they can perform like that again tomorrow, for me, they win the game. Uh, Ken is a Celtic fan. Ken, does the performance against Real Madrid give you belief how much belief does it give you that that turns into a win tomorrow? It gives me a, a lot of belief. I mean, um, and I think we've got more whatever the performances we've had from Celtic, I think we've got more reason to be optimistic than 
the Rangers fans have heard that the uh, the way that they started that first 45 minutes, even the beginning of the second half, I wouldn't say we frightened them, but I think especially in the first half, we, we caught them off guard. They probably didn't expect it to be that fast, that much on the front foot. And I don't know why we weren't so good in front of goal as we normally have been. Uh, I wouldn't say it's confidence. Maybe they were trying too hard. You know, but I'm fairly confident about for getting the result, and I'm glad that Ange hasn't changed his, his philosophy in the way he wants the team to play. And the team, uh, even by what I've read today from Joe Hart, the confidence is there, and I'm very optimistic we will get the three points tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow night in Warsaw. I mean, just by changing personnel isn't going to make you more clinical Simon because actually Abada the, he's the clinical one he's meant to be the clinical one out of him and, and Maeda Abada got the nod to start didn't look clinical on the night and then Maeda came on and missed a chance um, you know, Jackie Marcus ended up starting the game and Kyogo come on if, if those are the main two debates correct me if there are more but Jackie Marcus or Kyogo and then uh Abada or Maeda, those are those still the two main issues? Yeah, you're kind of you looking for my answer. You've put me on the spot. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, I think he goes with the same team again. Really? I think so, he starts so with Kyogo the same team. doesn't start the game? Yeah, I think Yakimakis, for the time he was on the pitch, gave everything. It was a handful. He never got a chance on the night. Abada had the two chances in the first half. I don't think you're not going to score them all. You know, the guy scores two at the weekend. On another night, he finishes one of them. Maeda, the chance at the start of the second half, he's just on the pitch. I'm trying to give him, you know, a, make a, a defence for him. Maybe just not up to the speed of the game. That was probably the best chance. But I think, on the whole, the performance in that first 45, I'd be surprised if there's much change to start. He didn't hang around, though, taking a bad off, did he? He obviously spotted something that annoyed him in the first... 45 minutes I don't always think it's an annoyance you know if it, if it wasn't an injury maybe tactically thought you know this is a young man playing in Champions League for the first time yeah. you know a massive massive night you know under lights at, at Celtic you know playing against the European champions so maybe he just thought you know let me protect him from himself and put my idea out there there's no doubt about it I think he's 20 years of age about it going to go on to be a fabulous player he's a fabulous player now and I wouldn't be surprised at all if he starts tomorrow but I think that's fantastic management for man just realising hang on a minute Let's swap this over. Let's take him out of kind of the limelight. You know, he has missed a couple of chances that he would normally put away. Um, but, you know, if he starts tomorrow, I wouldn't be surprised. But I'll, where I differ from Simon, I'll be going for Kyogo. You know, I think as, a, as an attacking option, for me, he is absolutely unbelievable. And if he's on song, you know, he's as good as anyone around at the moment. And I mean, obviously the games were off at the weekend. You know, in a parallel universe, Celtic maybe scored another nine at the weekend and went <laughs> in with a... What's going on here? Of confidence. <laughs> who was it? They were, who were they meant to be playing again? We're going to get another clean sheet there. Uh, <laughs> we'll move on. Uh, Ken, is this how, how important is this game? Because I assume, because of the nature of the opposition, with no disrespect to them, they'll still be good. A good performance and another defeat, probably uh, that's not going to cut it the same way it did last week, is it? Uh, I think we need to get something. We need to get at least getting an away point because if we don't do that then even to finish second is going to be beyond us then and we're not looking at dropping into the Europa League but I still think we can get the result and I think Kyoga has to start by the way and uh, we do need the result to have any hope still of getting through this group we need the result tomorrow night 
Yeah, I mean, it's so tough to sort of project at this stage. It's game two, Simon. So, you know, a draw or a win, it's pretty difficult to tell and talk about what you need because you you really don't know. But you, you don't think, want to come home empty-handed. No, I think you look at the two home games that are left, and Celtic are more than capable of winning those. I believe so. That that's six points if you win those two games. You need to get something from the two away games. And I just think because it's the second game, yeah, you can take all the plaudits for last week. I watched Callum McGregor uh, getting them into the huddle at the end. I think the boys will take a huge sense of confidence and belief from their, their, their 45, 60 minutes into the other games. But, yeah, it won't cut it. I don't think it will cut it with Angela more if they have a good performance and come away with nothing. They have to come away with something tomorrow. Yeah, lots to look forward to Celtic fans Do you agree with what you're hearing? Bit of a split in here I think Marvin and Ken on the line I've got Kyogo starting the game Simon's on his own with Giacomakis What do you think? 01419511025 Call us right now Give us your answer And we'll see if these two can come up with any answers On the full time teaser next as well Taking your calls on Scottish football 0141-951-1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Right, let's put these two to the test Marvin Bartley, Simon Donnelly Time for them to team up on this full-time teaser A bit of a variation on last night So I don't know if you heard it Stephen McCarra has sent it in since the start of 2019 Eight different non-Scots have scored a league hat-trick for Celtic or Rangers Since the start of 2019 There has been 8 different non-Scots To score a hat-trick in the league For Celtic or Rangers It doesn't include this season by the way But there we go Kyogo Yes Dundee last year Edward Yep Hamilton Two years ago Yeah, Marcus That's too easy Right we'll leave it there You've got 5 more to get Since the start of 2019 It doesn't include this season 8 different non-Scots to score a league hat-trick for Celtic or Rangers And just like Stephen did tonight If you want to send your questions in Please do to fulltime at Clyde1.com That's fulltime at Clyde1.com People are always sending me messages on Twitter How do I send a question in? That's how it's done So let's let's see what you can come up with Michael's a Celtic fan on the line How do you feel about tomorrow, Michael? Hey, hi guys, hi Simon, hi Mark and, and hi Gordon pal um, Basically what it is, is uh, I'm 50-50 about the morning night guys You know, because there's, obviously I'm no bored with Martin, Martin Shred <laughs> right? But the other guy is, he, I think he's a winger And his first name and his second name begins with an M And I think it's Mika, Mika Kolu uh, m- Yeah, very, Mudrick very dangerous. Yeah, 21 year old, yeah I think he came on towards the end of that Scotland game like the Everton and all that in the Premiership, mm-hmm. I believe, right, in Arsenal. So he's he's a bit of a worry for me. But being honest with you, last week I want to talk to you about that as well. Hold and on, right, before we get to that, how can you say you're not worried about Marion Fed with a wee laugh at the end when he get two against Leipzig and one again at the weekend? Oh, I know why I suppose so. I'll okay, then. <laughs> <laughs> That's the quickest you turn ever, even by this show's standards. What are you taking away from last week then? So basically, Celtic... Aye, they played well for the first 30 minutes But what I think is Real Madrid being so, so experienced I think they paced themselves And weighed up Celtic Right, and made then I think Celtic They looked like snails in the second half to me Right, guys And um, they looked knackered on their feet So for me, 
The next time they go to Madrid, I would say for them to park the bus because they'll get an absolute tanking. And uh, Marvin, no, to- totally disagree with you, Michael. Totally disagree with you. Um, all for what Ange says, and they're not going to change their their way of thinking and the way they they play. And and the reason why is I think if you're going to perfect a style and a philosophy, you have to do it against the best. You know, and, and like you said, you know, they might go to Madrid and they might, you know, lose three or four now, whatever it might be, but they'll be better for it. I, again, losing that first game, you know, everyone was applauded in um, Celtic and saying, well done against Real Madrid, but Andrew wasn't, you know, he wasn't happy because, as he said, we've got no points from this. I, I genuinely think against Real Madrid, yes, Celtic players 65 minutes probably out on their feet. I think they put so much into it, but they could have had two goals by then. Could have been two goals to the good. And that is the difference. They're the fine margins at the top of football. Mm. And, and I don't think Andrew has seen anything last week to worry about. And again, he'll be demanding from the players. Let's go out there, as they have underneath him, by the way, since he's been at Celtic. Go out there, give everything you've got. And if I need to make changes, then I will. But if we can take our chances in tomorrow's game, because we will create them, if we can take them, we're more than capable of winning. I, but I, I do think um, that, that if you brought on players sooner, because I thought that Swede, uh, that uh, Montenegro guy, uh, Sabin, what's his name? Haksabanovic. Mm. I, I can't pronounce his guy's name, but he looked he looked quite lively to me, you know. And um, but I know what you're, what you're saying, Marvin. Attack, attack, attack. Mm. But seeing European football, my friend, you've got to learn to have a balance, a bit of a medium. And with regards to Simon about Gio Marcus, I don't think he really did anything. He didn't even. He, he, he was just jumped running about and just shoving well, he, he did, he did enough he did enough though yeah. that Real Madrid felt the need to swap one of their centre halves at half yeah. time he was Simon. pressing and working hard I, I did say earlier on he never he never got the luxury of a chance the other night to go and try and take a chance the, the chances fell to uh, his teammates maybe he should have though the one in, right at the start when he he doesn't realise the defender slipped yeah. and he yeah. could have just yeah. turned and fired one to but one I, th- I think as, far, as part of a team the other night I thought he walked his socks off I thought he, I thought he gave it everything, and we, we we talked on Rangers earlier on in the show. That that's what they they're, they're needing. You know, every guy to a man was at it for Celtic the other night. Uh, he might not have had his best game with the ball, but he was working his socks off. I think this is going to be a pattern of Celtic. They're going to try and blow teams away in the first hour, and then they'll make a change. We were talking about it in the interval yeah. there. Then he'll make three four subs. I think the other night the quality. Shone through with Madrid in the second half, and they yeah. get the two goals quickly. That that takes the wind out anybody's sails. If you're just speaking generally, without assessing an individual game, Marvin and Michael says you need a balance. You can't go attack, attack, attack. Well, that that's absolutely true. But if we are talking about a specific game. Celtic didn't lose because they went attack, attack, attack. Celtic lost because they didn't take their chances, and Real Madrid were very good. So that in itself doesn't prove that the game plan was wrong there are different ways to lose football matches oh, of course and and like you said there's different ways to lose them and if you are going to lose a football match and you lose it the way that Celtic did to Real Madrid last week giving it a go um, you know I'm totally against them going and, and sitting off it and, and camping in and etc because whenever you ever seen Celtic do that under Ange they might be absolutely <coughs> terrible at doing that and that's the reason he does attack sometimes attacks the best form of defence and you know, I really do think, like you said, Callum McGregor afterwards had the huddle with the players, and I think they would have really taken confidence from it, as Simon said earlier. Because, do you know what? It's easy for a manager to say to you, you can go and do this against Real Madrid, against the best team in Europe, best team in the world. But to then go and actually do it, he probably yeah. said to them after, listen, lads, we created some chances out there, by the way, and if we can just take them, we're as good but as that, anyone online. That, that, that show you, Simon, doesn't it, that of course the result's the most important thing. It always will be. 
but it does show you that performance <coughs> is important because yeah. what Michael's saying, if Celtic had parked the bus last week, sat there, lost 3-0, we wouldn't have got any praise the, no. the next day, but no. somehow the Celtic fans have come away actually feeling okay about things because of the level of performance. So it can be important. It'll never be as important as the result, no. but it shows you to go about your business in a certain way. Yeah, and I think, I think that's how you get the response at the end of the game from the supporters because the evidence is on the pitch. And I think the players will believe in it. I think that <clears throat> they've bought into Ange from the minute he walked in the door anyway. But if he's telling them in the dressing room before the game, this is the level we want to get to next. We want to get closer to Real Madrid. If they had any sort of doubt, then the first 45 minutes, they've got to take belief and confidence for that. Yeah, we can keep coming back to it, it was a 3-0. They've got world-class players in their team. But for 45 minutes, Celtic went toe-to-toe. And it was actually refreshing mm. Yeah. To watch Because I suppose If you know if we project that Onto Rangers tomorrow Marvin All this discussion about How much pressure Gio would be mm-hmm. under Sorry to open those old wounds for you um, If Rangers were to go out Really go at Napoli Create a good number of chances Not quite take them Hit the post And lose to a very good team tomorrow We won't get too many Sack the manager calls On, uh, th- on Thursday night Yeah But if they're miles off it And they don't lay a glove And Napoli Still beat them comfortably on top of that performance. That's when the mood will change. Yeah, of course it will. And you know, like you said, people will be calling up and saying the manager needs to go. But sometimes I think, as I said earlier on the show, you have to look at the players as well because effort costs you absolutely nothing. You know, you can be technically off it, you can be tactically off it, but effort means nothing. And I don't think there's a Rangers fan out there that can call up this show and say every single Rangers player last week against Ajax gave a hundred percent, and that there is a massive, massive problem when players don't seem to be given 100%. They don't seem to be running for the cause, don't seem to be tracking back, putting themselves in front of blocks, trying to get on the end of things. And that's a massive, mm. massive problem. And that's a bigger problem than just the manager. The players have to take accountability for that. And I believe they will do. And I think you'll see a response from them tomorrow. I'm not saying they're going to win because I do think Napoli will beat Rangers tomorrow. But as you said, it's about the performance tomorrow. That is massive. That is key to everything going forward for Rangers. See if that is the case then, right? You said mm-hmm. you think whether it's effort running more, surely some of the players are, are paying the price for that and in not being selected tomorrow yeah that's one way of going about it or the manager could say this is your last chance mm. tomorrow is your last chance or he could say do you know what none of you deserve to be in the team tomorrow so when I pick the team I don't want to have anyone knocking on my door on Thursday saying mm. why was I not starting so there's two ways you can go about it but either way there has to be a response uh, thanks very much Michael enjoy the game tomorrow if Champions League football is your thing sporting I've just gone one up on Spurs in the 91st minute And I'm not been keeping too close an eye on it Because I'm much more interested in what you're all saying But I'm pretty sure Spurs have been all over them For a lot of the game Is that fair? Yeah, it's been, it's been I think it's been quite an even game to be fair It's been quite a slow them. game But, you know, Spurs have lost So, managing needs to get sacked That's it, he must go <laughs> Out he goes He's got two minutes to try and find an equaliser um, Let's bring in Stuart Who's a Rangers fan Who's on his holidays, I think He's in sunny Spain Stuart, how's it going? Not bad, Gordon. Not bad. Hey, Simon. Hey, Marvin. Hey, Stuart. Hey, listen, lads, I was just calling in about the comments that Gio made after the, the Champions League game last week, mm-hmm. where he said to the team, welcome to the, the Champions League. I mean, we get burned up for nothing. But we get burned up for nothing the week before against the Celtic. And no comment made then. And to say on his, his statements today that he took the we got to the UEFA Cup final and we did. But four of the players that were there are no longer in the Rangers team. 
And he's no he's no replaced the players he sold with the quality they get rid of. I just like your opinion on that, mate. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you, Shot. Totally agree with you. I think I said in the show last week that I think Rangers are weaker as a squad. They've, they've lost Aribo and Bassey, who Aribo for the start of the season was their best player, in my opinion. Bassey finished the season really strongly. Morelos has had his problems with the fitness, another important player for Rangers over the last three or four seasons. And I don't, listen, I don't want to be too critical on the guys that have come in, but they certainly haven't kept the quality from last year and at, this changed, mo- at this moment. They've changed the goalkeeper. The keeper's changed as well. Different situation, but yeah. still changed. Yeah, so I think they are weaker at the moment. Uh, I think his comments last week, I could probably understand just disappointment. You know, they'd just been battered off Ajax <clears throat> on the back of a, a heavy defeat against Celtic. But, you know, a couple of weeks before, or a week before, they, they put PSV out. So, you know, there's... Obviously, there's going to be gaps in, in, in money spent with clubs in Europe. You look at the big hitters, uh, they've got a lot more money than Rangers and Celtic. I've got a guy in the, the studio here that will argue that's the case domestically with Rangers and Celtic. So, they have to find a way of competing. And Which one of us is going to argue that? Because <laughs> the, other, the other one I will want to add, <laughs> we're add thoughts. I forgot about you. <laughs> Sporting 2 so, personnel, by the way. Oh, wow, he's definitely gone. So, yeah... I, I, I agree with most of your points here, Stuart. I think they're valid. I don't think Rangers are at the levels at the moment that they were last year. Um, Just on that, Gordon, sorry. I think Suter and Davis come in as well, who are both injured at this moment in time. You know, two centre-halves. Davis obviously paid decent money for Suter. We saw how fantastic he was for Hearts last season in Scotland. You know, I I definitely agree with what you guys are saying. I think Rangers are, are a long way short of what they were at this point probably last season or definitely at the end of last season yeah. um, and they've gone up a level they've gone from Europa League yeah, to Champions, Champions League, so. League what's your theory then Stuart because the manager says he's happy with the squad do you do you hold that against him because you disagree or do you not think he's he's been backed or you know what, what's going on I think I think the board have, have lacked to, to back the, the manager but to get rid of Balogun and Katic I mean we cannot defend uh, a set piece in the in the box, and to tell me that Alan McGregor became a bad goalkeeper in twelve weeks, I'm not. You know, McLaughlin's a good goalkeeper, but he's not good enough to hold down the number one of Glasgow Rangers. That's my opinion. I mean, sure, to, that that debate will rage on about you know, has the manager been backed? People like Stuart are saying no, but then Davis and Yilmaz come up to nearly 10 million quid between them and they're not playing at the moment one because he's had injury problems but still can't get in and the other just isn't isn't getting a look in is it could we see anything drastic even I don't know if you would consider that drastic tomorrow one of them to play Yilmaz even when, when do you see a guy who could cost that amount and was clearly signed with the intention of being number one to tell you he's not showing up in training or what yeah, well, oh, there's a loyalty, you know, to, to Barisic who has a shirt at this moment in time. You know, maybe Gio thinks he did enough last season. I know he came into kind of his critics last season and Bassi went to left back for a point. But maybe at the start of this season, he saw something in pre-season that said, you know, that's my starting left back. And then Yilmaz has to wrestle the shirt off him. Um, so, yeah, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see that change tomorrow. Uh, but as I said again, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he said to the players, this is your last opportunity. Mm. And then there's wholesale changes if I don't get a reaction tomorrow. It's not a decision as such, Stuart, because apparently John McLaughlin is injured. I mean, he was named in the Scotland squad today, but he's he's injured. And Alan McGregor will play tomorrow. Do you feel more secure with that then, based on what you were saying? 
Absolutely, hundred percent. And Marvin, would you would you say that uh, Sands was a back four player? I'm not saying he's a bad player, the guy, but should he be in the back four? I think he's there as cover. If you had all your centre halves fit, then for me, he would he wouldn't be starting. Um, but you know. It's kind of needs must at this moment in time. Um, so yeah, I, I mean tomorrow I expect him to start again. As I said, you know, Suter and, and Davis both being out and Holanda as well. I, I just think, yeah, he, he will be playing. But if you had everybody fit, then no. You know, the answer to your question mm. is no. He wouldn't be starting because of the way the goalkeeping things played out. You just can't escape it now because any time <laughs> they play, it becomes a huge night for that goalkeeper. Either because people perceived that John McLaughlin was in his last chance. I'm not sure the manager agreed. Um, but now Alan McGregor comes in So everyone's going to put the spotlight on him tomorrow And make sure he doesn't make a mistake So like I said, I think this has been forced I was expecting at mm-hmm. some point If Alan McGregor was going to come back in There would be big drama Because John McLaughlin was dropped It looks like he's injured Yeah, And it becomes a big night for Alan McGregor then Yeah, strange as it is you know, And people always say about competition for places I don't think that situation does anything good for either goalkeeper I think John McLaughlin when he's starting He knows you know, he needs to convince maybe 70% of the fans that he should be the number one. Um, and I think McGregor coming back in tomorrow, kind of out of the cold, you know, hasn't started a game this season, coming into a Champions League game where Rangers have lost 4-0 to Celtic domestically, lost 4-0 to Ajax in the Champions League, and all of a sudden he's thrown into it, you know, and they need a reaction. And he's going to be a busy guy tomorrow. So if your reactions are slightly off tomorrow, mm. it's the wrong team you want to be playing. I mean, in theory, Simon, it doesn't always work out this way, but in theory, if you're going to throw anyone into a big game Alan McGregor certainly got the, the makings of someone that it shouldn't affect too much. Yeah, he's got the experience. Uh, he's been there before many times for, for Rangers. He's been a first-class goalkeeper over the, his career. I, I wouldn't have any real qualms. There's always pressure. It's a big game for Rangers tomorrow. They're on the European stage. They need a result. But, you know, he's quite a cool character, uh, Griggs. So I wouldn't have many worries about bringing him in. Quirk of fate, if he has an absolute... World Day tomorrow, yeah. does, he keep the, does he keep the jersey? That's going to be an interesting one. Thank you to Stuart. Enjoy the game tomorrow. Stuart, how are you two doing? Stephen McCarra says, since the start of 2019, but excluding this season, eight different non-Scots to score a league hat-trick for Celtic or Rangers. You've got Edward, Kyogo, Giacomakis, I'll take one each. Dembele. Not since nine, 2019, no. Sakala, that's well. All right, Marv. <laughs> OK, we'll get the rest of the answers next. Steve Clark's announced his Scotland squad, by the way. No Andy Robertson. How big a blow is that? Um, Ryan Fraser's back in. Not seen him in nearly a year. Anything else that jumps out for you, let us know. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141 Clyde One Super Scoreboard These two are on the home street It means they've got a bit of work to do Simon Donnelly and Marvin Bartley Since the start of 2019 But excluding this season Eight different non-Scots Have a league hat-trick For Celtic or Rangers Edward, Kyogo, Sakala Giacomakis Any during the break? Defoe? Yes Hibbs and Hamilton Did it twice Well done Three to get the obvious one, Morelos. No. Nope. He does not. Roof? Yes. Well done. Okay, two to get. We'll get them before the end of the show. Steve Clark named his latest Scotland squad for the Nations League triple header coming up. Two games against Ukraine. I didn't really want to face them again after what happened in the summer. And one against the Republic of Ireland. Didn't go too well against them over the summer either. Um, but that is the opposition. 
No huge surprises, no real stories. We knew yesterday that Andy Robertson would be out. So how big a blow do you think that is? There are no new call-ups. The only uncapped players are Ryan Porteous, who has been in the squad before but doesn't have a cap. Liam Kelly uh, as well. Again, other headlines, perhaps Ryan Fraser is back in. Remember, he pulled out of a squad. Then he got pictured training with Newcastle. That went down like a you-know-what. And uh, we didn't see him for a bit thereafter But he's back in as well And uh, other than that it's a lot of the Sort of usual faces Although there's no Lewis Ferguson No Liam Cooper These guys are injured Ryan Jack is in Kenny McLean's in Anything that, that jumps out for you Marvin? Barry Mackay I thought somehow he would Be able to shoehorn him into the squad I think he's been fantastic for Hearts Every time I watch him You know he kind of have you on the edge of your seat um, So he was one And Jason Kerr was the other You know um, I'm surprised he's playing at Wigan now. You know, doing well in the Championship. I thought he might have had a chance. You know, I think he, he did extremely well at St. Johnson. He's gone down to England again. He's he's proven himself again in another tough league. Um, but you know, who are we mm. to argue with Stevie Clark? Well, no, Andy Robertson, Simon. He's not playing for Liverpool tonight. Obviously, in the Champions League, how big a blow is that? Because we spent so long trying to find a way of getting him and Kieran Tierney in. And actually, for the last couple of big games, it's been one or the other. We had yeah. to. <clears throat> You, you remember that Ukraine game? We watched it. We had the live Johnson show, Hull. and it was glaringly obvious how much we missed Kieran Tierney that night. He's back, but Andy Robertson's Andy, yeah, but, but as a nation, we can't afford to lose our best players. Andy's the skipper. He's a leader. Tierney is as well. I listened to to Steve Clark earlier on. We do have several captains, stroke leaders in that team, but we need them all. We need them all, and these these games are going to be difficult. Ukraine showed. How good they were in the summer against us, uh, so we'll be up against it. But yeah, he's a miss. We can, yeah. He's a nation. We can't afford to lose guys like Andy. Yeah, I mean Steve Clark says it isn't ideal, but he thinks the return of Kieran Tierney does soften the blow. He's also been talking about recalling Ryan Fraser um, after you know all those question marks about his commitment and so on. It's always disappointing to to lose key players. Uh, Andy's obviously a key player, captain, big character for us within the squad. Uh, but as you as you lose one top quality left back, you you get another one back with, with Kieran being available this time. So I suppose that softens the blow. But you want all your good players there. You want all your players fit and available. But as one of the poorer side of the international selection, is you know that you're going to lose players through injury, uh, and you've just have to, you've just got to deal with it. Well, it gives myself and my staff lots of things to think about, and and, and hopefully come up with a, a way that we can we can show that we can play with one, both, or either. There's no real process with Ryan. Uh, I, I said when he, we, he missed the two friendly matches, we'd had a chat. Ryan wasn't playing for Newcastle at the time, and, and I said at the time, if he's fit and available and playing well for Newcastle, he, he's definitely one that we, we have to consider for selection. That's why he's in the squad this time because he's fit, available, and, and playing well for Newcastle. Um, does it get? You know, Steve Clark says we've learned or we can learn to play with both Tierney and Robertson. One of them, neither of them. Does it help now that? There's a bit more of a standout option at right back as well in, in Nathan Patterson who's doing yeah. brilliantly at Everton. Aaron Hickey is, is an English Premier League player. Can can he just go in and play left wing back? You know, Greg Taylor's doing good, good things for Celtic. So does it, is that where the blow's also softened? Yeah, 100%. I think that softens the blow. You know, I'm, I'm not for one second saying that either of those are as good as Robertson at this moment in time, especially when he puts a Scotland shirt on. Um, but yeah, you know, for me, I'll go Greg Taylor. I think he's been absolutely fantastic mm. for Celtic. Good start this season. Yeah, and I know Celtic play a slightly different way. That's what I was going to ask you because I would. I'm going to try and pull you up on your use of the word slightly. 
<laughs> go very, very different. Yeah. So inverted fullback in a back four mm-hmm. compared to wing back in a, a three or a five. That must be very different, no? No, most definitely it is very different. But one thing for me, when you're confident in, in football, you know, when you're playing well and things are going well for you, you feel like you can play anywhere. You know, so for him going from left back playing as an inverted fullback to a wing back, I think he'll thrive underneath doing mm. that. Because I said, as when you are confident, you go out on a football pitch, you believe you can do anything, and for. For me, at this moment in time, Greg Taylor, you know, it should be his shirt to lose with Robertson not being there. Yeah, look, we can argue about personnel, but the bigger picture is that the summer wasn't great. We had the chance to get through the playoffs. Ukraine beat us at hand and beat as well, you'd have to say, over the piece. Uh, there was the real sore one in Dublin yeah, um, against Republic of Ireland. Stevie Clark admits that his side stalled in the summer. He felt yeah. it was the first time the progress stalled. And he believes it's now time for him to kick on and progress. No, I think I think we're equipped as as well as we as we've always been. I've always said it's a it's a squad. I think that's that's progressed well over over my tenure. If I'm being honest about it, I think June was the first time where I felt as though we stopped. And now we have to pick up the the mantle, if you like, and and start progressing again through these these three difficult matches. We've got our destiny in our own hands, and that, that's all you can hope for. So I'm looking forward to difficult matches, uh, good opponents. Uh, and hopefully, like I said, we can. I felt that we stalled a little bit in the summer. It would be nice to pick up the progress again. We have to go out there. We have to do better than we did in the summer, and we have to pick up the points that we need to to top the group. International football is a strange beast, Simon. It's, it's very different, and it's easy to then, because of all the big gaps between, to make it feel like everything's completely doom and gloom, and all the good work's been undone. But actually, it was well under a year ago. That night against Denmark, which was an incredible performance, beat them. That at the time was a sixth straight victory. And I think we went on to add to that. And of course, the summer was rubbish, parts of it. Um, You know, most of the same players are still there. Is it it a bit too early to be feeling as doom and gloom as some people seem to be? I think so. I think you've you've touched on one player in particular there, Patterson. Another young player coming through. I think we've got some... We've got a nucleus of a decent squad and we've showed when we turn up we can get results like the Denmark game. The summer for me, Republic Ireland was very, very disappointing. wasn't like us at all. And Ukraine, you know, sometimes you have to just put your hands up and say they, they were the better team. Good, uh, and we're, we're going to have to play them in another two games. We, we, we recovered for the, the Ireland game, so we've gave ourselves that position where, as Steve says, it's in our, our hands. Mm-hmm. But these games are going to be tough. Again, talking about, you know, the international... Football, just how different the challenges are, Marvin. Great, positive. Nathan Parsons, brilliant. He's putting in man of the match performances for Everton. Kieran Tierney, who is like the main man for Scotland or has been, all of a sudden not playing that many games for Arsenal. Nowhere near as many as he would like. Billy Gilmore has had to leave Chelsea for more game time. Oh, and then watch the guy that signed him <laughs> go and be the manager uh, of Chelsea. Aston Villa, they're not in a brilliant place as John McGinn is as good a form as, as he's been. So you can present that two ways Either these guys are not not in a good place Or This is the chance for them to just come and shine In an environment that they enjoy And, and get back to Doing good things Yeah I definitely believe it's the latter You know Most definitely Obviously you mentioned John McGinn there He's been made the Aston Villa captain as well um, Since last meeting up with Scotland I don't know I think he's been substituting the last three games for them So You know people have questioned his form But he's a, he's a tough tough character And a fantastic footballer and I know for certain he thrives playing in that Scotland jersey. You know, he, he loves it. Um, you know, he's very passionate about it. He doesn't miss a squad. 
So I expect a big performance from him. But as you said, Patterson as well, you know, what a brilliant start he's had at Everton because it was tough for him when he went yeah. from Rangers. Wasn't you know. easy at the start, yeah. Exactly. You know, he was subbed in, in a cup game at half time against Boreham Wood. I remember seeing that game and all of a sudden people are questioning him, saying, oh, you know, he came from Scotland. It's not as easy down here. And now, you know, he's a starter at Everton. So, you know, as you said, it's an environment that all those players enjoy. Steve Clark's always spoke about trying to make it a club mentality. And that's what got Scotland to the Euros. Yes, you know, the summer wasn't great. I watched it, the Ireland game against Republic of Ireland when I was away on holiday. It wasn't a great performance at all. But they know in these two games are absolutely key. The first two games are absolutely massive and then, you know, away to Ukraine. But you have to deal with it one game at a time. First and foremost, you know, on the 21st, Scotland needs to win that game and those players will believe they can do so. OK, we'll park that for a while because in case you hadn't heard, we've got big Champions League games and big domestic games still to come. Then attention will turn. Uh, to that international break I know some of you might not be delighted about that but it is what it is let's finish off with this teaser can you name since the start of 2019 the eight different non-Scots to score a league hat-trick for Celtic or Rangers it does not include this season you're doing quite well you've got Jermaine Defoe who's done it twice Odson Edward Kyogo Fashion Sakala Giacomakis and Kimar Roof you've got two to get Tavernier nope Arfield? Yes. I was just waiting on you getting caught out with that one because obviously he was born here but he represents Canada. Canada. Well done. That was against Motherwell. There's a bit of a theme on this list, by the way. There's only eight of them and three of them were against Motherwell. Oh, which is just great. Is the one that we're still to get Celtic versus Motherwell? Celtic. Yeah, it is. Motherwell. Celtic against Motherwell. Rogic? Nope. He's still at Celtic now? No. He was on loan. And he was quite good, you know. But R- Roberts? No. After that. Oh. Celtic were just not, I can see not in a great place. And the, the temptation to think that everything about that period was rubbish. But he was actually pretty good. Scored a lot of, a lot of goals. <laughs> this is creepy because I can is. see his face. What does he look what like? What does he look like? Describe him. No, not very good at descriptions. <laughs> Short, dark hair. You two leave me alone When we get this Oh, Elianusi Yes, how good a clue is that? There we go Short brown hair Elianusi Right, thank you very much Simon and Marvin We are back tomorrow Mark Wilson Gordon Deal. We swapped them over Because we need to put those two Through (laughs) the joy Of an 11 o'clock finish It's an extended show Huge night in the Champions League Make sure you join us And Callum Gallagher is up next